Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP listeners. Kim Hauer again today with Izzy Vrujink, and it is Wednesday, May 11th. Um, welcome back, Izzy. Thank you for uh, being my guest this week. Um, Wednesdays, we talk about our VP story, um, how you're connected to the church and all that good stuff. So would you share a little bit of that with us today, please? Hi, it's me again. I've been going here for my whole life, practically, since I was like teeny. And I am involved in youth group and... I help out in preschool and toddler room a lot, like a lot. So if you ever see me there, that's I just do that a lot. So you do a good job with kids. Mm-hmm. You like to hang out with them and play with them, and yeah, they're all really nice. Some of them, some of them are. Eh, yeah, they're toddlers. Yeah. Well, not really toddlers anymore, but kind of a bigger kids, but. They can be trying, as every parent knows. Mm-hmm. So, well, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for serving at VP. I love it when I see young people um, serving because it means you have a servant heart. And that's uh, what we're called to have. So mm-hmm. you are serving VP well and also learning and growing by being a part of the youth group. So um, it's very cool. Thank you. All right, we are going to jump into Revelations. Uh, looks like chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. And Izzy said that she would read that for us today. So go on ahead. Okay. Then I saw a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, Look, God's place is dwelling now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He... Who has seated this on the throne? I said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost, the spring of life. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just going to say that it's weird to me that that one just stops at verse six, um, because it seems like the section goes on to seven and eight. Um, but we're going to leave it there for now. So that was our reading. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going to do. Um, what did you have from reading that and doing a little bit of preparation? I thought like he's pretty in this, he's pretty much like describing there's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth and like describing what it's going to be like, because None of us are actually going to know, but, like, this is the information we have, Mm -hmm. and, like, we're learning pretty much. 
Yeah. Um, when you read that, does that sound exciting to you or terrifying to you or just, eh? It sounds a little bit like terrifying because in the same sense we've worked like he's worked so hard on this planet itself just for it to be like eh, i don't really like it i'm gonna make anyone <laughs> it's like it's a good thought and it's like i'm like why can't you just like i don't know we're not you, and then just make a new one but i think that one's gonna have it's gonna be perfect because the first one wasn't we can blame adam and eve for that and we'll actually his first one was created perfectly. Yeah, it right? was created. Like he created it perfectly, but Adam and Eve sinned, and then yeah, and then the whole world, the whole thing just fell apart, right? And since yeah. then, we've lived in we've lived in the fallen apart world. Um, I do find it interesting. Like, why doesn't he just repair or mm -hmm. fix the bad stuff versus having the entire earth and heavens fall away? The old one goes away, and then he creates, obviously, a new one and puts it in its place. So um, I didn't think about that until you were just talking that through. Like, why scrap the whole first thing and come up with a new one versus, you know, fixing the one that's good? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that one, but it is an interesting thought as to why he would do that. But um, maybe he's got maybe he's got some new plans. Now that he's got the first one, he's like, I did that. Um, if I were to do it again, right? A lot of people say that, like if they build a house, if they build it one way and then they live in it for a long time. And then they're like, you know, if I were to do this again, I would, I would do this, this differently, this. a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what, maybe he's got hard to imagine, like far greater things in store mm -hmm. in that new heaven and new earth. But I mean, he certainly can, right? God mm -hmm. of the universe. So he can create whatever he wants. Um, I get excited about it. Like mm -hmm. the new Jerusalem, um, to me, that's a, like, it's a reminder of our ultimate hope and future because this world can be so like drag you down. And so just sometimes to think of, all right, this is not always how it's going to be. And I may not live to see the day when that happens, when that the old falls away and the new is here. Um, but either which way I will live in that new world, that new future, because I believe in Jesus. You I, know? I have a very interesting thought here. It's yeah. so like when you die, right. Mm -hmm. You go to heaven. I thought like you go die, go to heaven and you'll be reborn on the new earth. Like you'll have another retry, like on the new earth yeah. where everything's perfect. I thought that's what might be what it's going on or it might not right. be so yeah i i think there's a lot of questions mm -hmm. that revelations leaves us with i don't think we have a firm grasp on it but i think either which way it's gonna be great right because we won't have the things that we know are bad here today mm -hmm. on this heaven on this earth and in heaven which is interesting that even heaven is going to be wiped away mm -hmm. you know and that's going to be made new so um, even that apparently isn't 100% perfection, and he's going to give that another go as well. So it excites me to think of, like, and gives me hope and, like, just the ability to kind of tough it out kind of thing. Like, when things aren't so great, like, I can remind myself that one day this will not be this way. You know, this is not the way God intended it to be. It is the way it is. 
but one day it will be made new mm-hmm. and everything will be awesome. Anything else that stood out to you? I was thinking, like, why does he have to make a new heaven and earth? Why can't he just, like, perfect the one he made here? Like, I thought he was all powerful. Like, can't he just, like, like what get some cleaning spray and, like, just undo it and, like, clean it? Right. Like, just – because, like, he doesn't, like – I don't know. I just was confused by that. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, you know, an element of wiping the slate entirely clean, mm-hmm. leaving no – Smudges. Smudges. Not a possibility for – anything bad to be in that world once he comes back. Um, Cause we're told that it will be forever. Um, it's going to be, you know, beautiful and spotless, like a beautiful bride, right? Like that's a cool image. If you've ever been to a wedding and saw the bride, I know you're going to one in October, going to be a part of one. Um, but if you haven't been to one, like that's just a really cool image to me. Cause the bride is always beautiful. You don't always have to like her dress, but it's usually beautiful for her. You know, and it's something that I just everything about it to me is like that such a beautiful ceremony. So mm-hmm. I just kind of picture that like, you know, we are that bride. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is coming back for us. We will be that beautiful creation um, in the new heaven and new earth. And all of that other nasty stuff will be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at my notes here, see if I've got anything else. One thing that I noticed when yeah. we were reading. So when we were re- when I re- was reading through this with my parents and stuff, my dad was making a whole fit about how there was. It says, um, "Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth." This is the first one. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. There were no longer any sea. Like, why did he have to take away the sea? Like, that's the only thing he mentioned about taking away. Like, specific. Like, my dad was like, "Why the sea? What if I like the dolphins?" He was like just being like all like annoyed and I was like why I was like why did he just mention the sea why didn't he mention the land and the animals he just mentioned the sea what is in the sea he doesn't like that's a good question I do sometimes like those kinds of things sometimes stand out to me and I don't that one didn't catch my attention but I wonder if like in the bible times the the people in that time definitely had this whole like negative feeling about mm-hmm. the sea. Uh, it's kind of like to them, it's like as if the Loch Ness monster was in the sea. You know, it, it, they always thought it was more evil than good. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because the reader in that time and when, you know, be John writing this, but um, maybe because of the way they think of the sea, they're like, and hallelujah, the sea will be gone too. Because they didn't think highly of the sea. It usually brought danger and death and not good things. You know, they thought like monsters lived in the sea kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that maybe has more to do with it than like you and I might love the sea, you yeah. know, because it's beautiful and you can swim and you got animals and I don't know. That could be a thought is that maybe because the sea was a negative And so they wanted to make sure that just so you know, the worst thing you could possibly imagine that be, that will be gone too. I don't know. That's yeah. just my speculation. I have another question. Yeah. 
It's a very in-depth question. You ready? Uh, I think I'm ready. Okay, what do you think heaven is like, in your opinion? Not using, like, the Bible or anything. Just what do you think it will be like? Right. I have always envisioned it being a lot like what Earth is, except for perfect. Like, I, you know, to me, I just think everything that I love about this Earth You know, I mean, you think like the trees, they didn't really screw up. They didn't do anything. They're doing what they do. They grow the trees. Mm -hmm. So I think of the most beautiful, like big tree, and that's going to be up there. Mm -hmm. I don't picture it like the all white clouds and Mm -hmm. streets of gold. And I know there will be streets of gold, but it's not really how I envision it. Like the, Mm -hmm. like the picture of it. I personally feel like it's going to be more like this earth, but perfected like no no bad right so you won't have rotten fruit up there it'll all be good fruit maybe we don't need fruit i don't know we probably won't even need food i don't know i mean food is good so i can't imagine god taking that away eating your favorite foods up there (laughs) right never getting sick never have it be bad right yeah so i i kind of envision like for me i've always thought of heaven as more like um just like earth but it's perfect you know, so there's all the things I love here, but no pain, no crying, no death, no, you know, all these things are perfect. That's how I envision it. Mm-hmm. How about you? I envision it as like a place like Earth. You meet all the same people and you talk to all the people and you meet all the people you didn't like. Like, and then you meet the people as how they're in heaven and as they're perfected people now. They're like angels. You meet them as good people. Like you meet all people. I picture that as like, basically, this is going to sound, I picture it as a train station. We're in the train, pretty much when you come up to heaven, all the people that come up to heaven are in the train. They get out and they meet all these people. And there's like all these little stores and stuff. And it's like all clean. It's like courts. And then there's a lot of gold and stuff. That's how I picture it. Hmm. It's interesting. A train station with shopping centers. Izzy must like to shop. Yeah, I do. <laughs> See, I mean, everything that you love and enjoy, you know, like you say you don't play much sports when we were talking before, but like probably all kinds of people to play badminton with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Something you enjoy. I feel like it's going to be like that. I don't know if that's what heaven's like when we die before Jesus comes again. I don't know if that's exactly what I'm picturing it or if that's just like the new heavens and new earth, how I picture it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think that deeply most of the time, Izzy. You're making me think deep. That was the goal. I appreciate that. I do. I like to be challenged. My family's going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, where did this side of Izzy come from? Right. Now you know. You can challenge them too. Make them think deeply. Your thoughts are not that deep. It's like whether a potato can fly or not. Those are their deep thoughts. <laughs> and that is pretty deep, can it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you throw it, it can. Especially <laughs> if you throw it at someone, it's going to stop flying. Right. Like any it's true. object in mo- motion is like. Stays in motion. Yeah. Unless you until. hit Until you hit someone with it. Right. It is pretty deep, though, right? It's, it's a different kind of deep, though. You can stump them with some of these Bible questions. Okay. 
That's a good one. Um, I didn't have really much else other than, as I mentioned earlier on, verse seven seemed to tie in yet. Verse eight seemed to maybe go a little different direction. Um, but I did like verse seven. And in verse seven, it says, uh, let me make sure I read it out of the version that I was reading it when I did my notes, because it might make a difference. Uh, so in the NLT, it says, all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. Verse eight goes on to say what happens to those who are not, you know, who aren't victorious. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we end on a positive note today, um, I just think that's another cool promise that all who are victorious, mm-hmm. so all those who remain faithful to God, um, will inherit all these blessings, meaning all that the new heaven and new earth have to offer, all the blessings of that um, relationship and fellowship with Jesus um, and God and all of those things, all those blessings we will inherit. Um, But maybe most importantly, I feel like it says, and I will be their God and they will be my children. That is like the ultimate level of belonging. Mm Mm-hmm. You like, know, we've always known that we're going to, we're his children, no matter what, no matter how old you are, you could be like a hundred, you're still his child. Right. Or you could be a newborn and you're still his child. No matter what you do, you're still his child. He right. has a plan. He had a plan for you. It's like, he set everything forth for you and right. he planned out your life for you to go live it and change that plan and break some of the rules. And he planned it all. So he is pretty much like a parent. Right. He's like, right. He's, but he has millions, billions, jillions of children. Of kids. <laughs> right. You know, but if you're, um, if you remain faithful, you'll inherit the blessings and you'll be able to, in person, be able to go up to the God of the universe, your heavenly father, and say, Daddy, you know, mm-hmm. Dad, whatever you call your dad is, I don't know what you call your father. dad, but fa- you call Travis your dad, Father. Papa. Father. Sounds so formal. I don't think the Virginics use that formal of a word. You, you call you put him in such a stereotype Papa. on me. <laughs> such a stereotype. I Jeez, don't see him. you as very formal type, like father. Stereotype. <laughs> You're right. It's kind of stereotyping. I've seen you all interact, so it's not really stereotyping. Yes, it is. Not really. You have seen us react interact when you're over. Yeah. You, you Do you act know. better or worse when I'm around? We're not going to answer that. <laughs> we'll see. But I, so what do you call your dad? I call him Papa. I do call him father. You do call him father. All right. Sometimes call him dad. I've never been like the one that does like mommy and daddy. I've never right. done that. Maybe when you were a little teeny like, tiny. When I was my like, girls don't either. But I've never done it. Like when I was older, I see kids like my age still doing it. I'm like, just call it like my mom and dad. Right. Because you're so much more mature now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so when you go up to heaven and you meet God in person and you know that you are his child and he loves you dearly mm-hmm. and you'll be able to call him Papa mm-hmm. or father or dad or daddy, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the most affectionate loving word that you would have for your father elder that dude. you elder dude no way <laughs> not trav 
no way. I'm going to go home and call him that. Um, but that I think is such a cool promise mm -hmm. that we will be able to, to call him dad mm -hmm. and for him to say, you're my child, you know, and just live in relationship eternally that way. Um, so that's all I have. And so as we wrap this up today with our blessing, I would say, um, I guess just remember that the new heaven and new earth are our hope, our future, and our promise. As long as we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is a promise, is that we will be a part of that in the new world um, that God is going to create for us. Um, and then he'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All of that will be gone forever. And I think that is something to look forward to and hope. And then that is what drives our perseverance, right? Makes us be patient and persevere. So mm -hmm. uh, remember that today and um, have a great day. We will be back tomorrow uh, for Thursday's recording. And uh, we will talk to you then. See ya. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.